John. Welcome back to the Hindsight Podcast. I'm John, aka Black Coca in a Shorty. Coca in a Coca Shorty. Uh, that song is a certified banger in my book, and it's coming off of uh, the soundtrack of one of my all time favorite movies, which is dope. Uh, I don't think that movie is still on Netflix. It might still be on Netflix. Uh, I've seen that movie since 2017, but I watched that movie like seven times that year. Uh, so if it's still on Netflix, definitely go watch it. If it's not on Netflix, go find it and go watch that movie. It's great. Uh, but it's January 5th, so we're doing the 2019 overview. But also, because it's January 5th, it's runoff election day. If you're in Georgia, which I am in Georgia. So if you are a registered voter, voter, voter in Georgia, uh, go out and vote. Use your right because this is actually a really big election because this election decides what party holds the Senate, which is like insane because Georgia's never been that important. Uh, so go and if you want your party to run the Senate, you know, go vote, go do that. But picking up where we left off, uh, I know I said I would talk about my uh, my rehab girlfriend and oh, I didn't think of a name for her crap. Okay, we're going to call her Brooke, and she's actually very important to the story, so that's why we're talking about this. Um, but I met Brooke, uh, she came into rehab, I think, like, a week or two weeks after I did, and uh, how it even happened, because, like, I'm not the type of guy to, like, shoot their shot with a girl, at least I wasn't. Uh, and the thing is, because, like, dudes always say, like, oh, just just go do it, just go talk to her, the worst thing she can say is no. Let me tell y'all something, I can give you a list of a million worse things that someone could say that's worse than no. If you've ever tried to shoot your shot with someone and they've said, you, gross, that'll snatch a nigga's soul, bro. That's terrible. Even worse than that. Watch this. If, and of course, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking from experience, of course. But like, if you try to shoot your shot with someone on Snapchat, right? And uh, they, don't even, they don't even respond. They don't even say no. All you see is like, Abby took a screenshot. Bruh, at that point, you got to move to a different state, if not a different country, because you already know that screenshot has immediately gone into her group chat and all her friends are roasting you like an overdone steak. So that is why I don't really go out and shoot my shot. And but Brooke, Brooke was like, Brooke's like a huge extrovert, right? And uh, I remember when we met, we ended up having the same therapist. So we had the same group therapy caseload. And uh, the first day she was in there, like uh, I sat in the back because I was like, I, I can't sit next to this girl because she's she's too pretty. And uh, she got up, sat next to me and started talking to me. And uh, I remember at the end of our conversation, she's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be a couple. <laughs> and that's how that happened. And uh, so we we started we started talking after that and we became like a thing. And we became like the rehab couple because like. We were like the only one that was like official official because like everyone kind of has like that rehab romance. Even if you're married and you come into rehab, people find a rehab romance because like what happens in rehab stays in rehab. So your wife ain't going to know about it. Your husband ain't going to know about it. It just kind of happens and stays there. Uh, but the reason why that's important is because originally my plan was once I got out of rehab, I'm just going to go home and, you know, kind of like restart life, I guess, and just get back on track. Uh, but of course, my parents were like, oh, yeah, no, if you come home, we're sending you back to that little that boarding place in freaking Wisconsin. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going home anymore. And uh, Brooke was like, yeah, well, I'm staying in Florida when I get out because she's from Maryland. And so I was like, OK, great. 
It was like, I'm staying in Florida then. Uh, and so when I got out of rehab, I got out of rehab on uh, February 7th. Of course, I remember that day because it's a really important day to me. The day I got out of jail, essentially. And uh, I moved to uh, an apartment complex in Maitland. And uh, when Brooke got out, Brooke got out, uh, like, I think a couple weeks after I did. She ended up moving uh, to a different uh, different town. I think like a beach town. I forgot what the name of the town was. Not important. It was like two hours away from me. And uh, eventually, she actually ended up moving to where I was. She moved not into my exact apartment. She ended up living with someone in the same apartment complex. And so we were together or whatnot. And then uh, she ended up cheating on me. <laughs> and actually the first time, so I, this is the second time I'm recording this episode. Because the first time I recorded this episode, I went into so much detail about that. Because I get so fired up when I talk about it. Uh, but I'm going to save that story for uh, for one of the dead days. So don't worry, that story's coming. And you get to hear me actually get semi-angry. Because I always get pissed off talking about it. Uh, but all I will say about it now is one, I should have saw it coming because you should never take a rehab romance out of rehab. And two, it says here in the sacred text, uh, if you don't mind me reading out of the sacred text uh, in first Thessalonians chapter six, verse nine, if thine woman come from the streets to the streets, thine woman shall return. Uh, if you don't like the King James version, allow me to read out of the, the new living translation. You can take a woman out of the streets, but you can't take the streets out of the woman. All right. And honestly, that goes for both guys and girls. I'm an equal opportunity offender. All right. Both guys and girls that that works. Uh, but uh, after that, of course, I was pretty, pretty hurt, pretty sad, you know. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm done living in Florida. Fuck Florida. So on top of that, like, so she cheated on me with a dude that lived in our apartment complex. So like, Every morning, I had to wake up and see them two together. Like, that that's not cool. So, I was I call my mom and dad. I'm like, guess what, mom and dad? I'm coming home. And three weeks after that, I was home. And uh, after that's when I got I got my job at Dunkin' Donuts. And actually, oh, man, this is a funny story. Uh, so, between coming home and getting my job, uh, so... When I got home, I posted on Snapchat that I was like back home or whatever. And this girl hits me up and uh, we were talking or whatever. And she said she wanted to link. And you know what I mean by link. And, uh, and I, can't, I can't call her a girl, but like she was not a girl. She was freaking 28 or 29. She had two kids. Like <laughs> it's a woman, not a girl. All right. And I was 20. And uh, she hits me up. She wants to link or whatever. And then, you know, and you know me, like I'm down bad. So I had to like bounce back. And uh, so I go over to her place or whatever. And her dad was home. And her dad was like hella racist, so uh, he so he like could not see me, or I was probably gonna get shot. And so I had to like sneak in through her window into her room. And uh, so I'm in there, we're doing whatever, whatnot, getting down to it. And uh, her freaking like son walks into the room, like like my ass cheeks hanging out and everything, like. <laughs> And I remember, like, I remember that moment was so, like, it, it, it was so impactful for me. Because I'm like, this, I can, I know this kid's thinking, like, yo, who the heck is this black dude ragging my mom? Like, <laughs> needless to say, that killed the mood. I dipped after that. And I had to climb back through her freaking window to get out so her dad wouldn't see me. But, yeah, that's just a random story that I thought of that I thought was freaking funny. But, uh, yeah, so after that. I uh, got my job at Duncan, 
and I started working uh, at the Monroe location in Monroe, Georgia, and I hated it because for one, it was 45 minutes away from where I lived. And I had to get there at like 5 a.m. in the morning, which means I had to leave at 4 a.m. in the morning, which means I had to wake up at like 3.30 in the morning. Uh, so that was one reason why I hated it. Two, I was one of two guys that worked there. And three, I was the only black person that worked there. So like, it was just, it, it, and also like everyone that worked there, like, like they didn't, like they, I swear, I swear that everyone that worked there had beef with me. Like my first day, uh, they were like, oh, John, can you take the trash out? And they knew that the trash bag was freaking ripped. And the trash bag was full of like old coffee grounds, like all soggy and wet or whatever. So I lift the trash bag up and then boom, coffee grounds everywhere, all from my socks and shit. And they just laughed at me. Nobody helped me clean it up, none of that shit. So I had to take the trash out and come back and clean up these freaking coffee grounds. And I had coffee grounds all from my socks. I hated, I hated my relocation, all right? that That's the main point of that story. Uh, and so after two weeks of working there, I got moved to two different locations. I was moved to the Winder location, the Bethlehem location. So Winder, Georgia, Bethlehem, Georgia. And so I would work at Winder on weekdays and I would work in Bethlehem on weekends, right? And honestly, like it wasn't bad at all. Like I thoroughly enjoyed working at Winder more than working at Bethlehem because I was at Bethlehem less. Uh, and people at Winder were like super dope and super chill because like they're just, they just felt like normal people. And of course I was once again, the only black person that worked there. And once again, one of three guys that worked there, the, the one of them being the manager. And he was a really cool dude. We got along, we liked a lot of the same stuff. It was a great job. Uh, in the Bethlehem location, I had beef with the manager for some reason. Like, we just didn't really get along at first. Uh, and then I eventually got officially, officially moved to the Bethlehem location. So I was no longer working at the Winder location. And that's kind of where things start to set up for 2020. Uh, and I'm going to have to go into a lot more detail about uh, my doings and the happenings of the Bethlehem location tomorrow. And then that should actually let me check the schedule real quick. Okay, so yeah, so actually, not tomorrow, but January 7th, so it's two days setting that up, and then it should perfectly align with uh, with the days of the year, and uh, from here on out, it's like a, it's like a soap opera, so you're not going to want to miss it, uh, but with that, that brings us to the end of today's episode, uh, if you're in Georgia, don't forget to go out and vote, uh, this episode will be out at 8 a.m., so you should have plenty of time to vote, I don't think the polls close until 8 p.m., I believe, or 7 p.m., um, but yeah, if you want to check out my socials, not my social security number, my social media, uh, it's a guy without a hat on Instagram and Twitter. And I will see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one, guys.